Welcome to the Fire Sprinkler Podcast with Chris and Logan. Corrosion in fire sprinkler systems leads to plugging problems, diminished sprinkler performance, water leak damage, and reduced service life. Tyco Corrosion Solutions are designed to address these risks to life safety, structural integrity, and business continuity. Featuring a range of nitrogen generators, this new offering gives you the tools to reduce corrosion and extend the life of your fire sprinkler system. Learn more at tycofire.com. That's www.tyco-fire.com. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. Just another reminder, the NFSA 2020 Virtual Business and Leadership Conference is April 30th from 1 to 5, May 1st from 1 to 4. A lot of uh, a lot of really interesting online seminars from guys like Jim McHugh, Jim Pauly, uh, Matt Klaus, Shane Ray, myself and Joe Meyer will be presenting about the new digital opportunities in the fire protection industry. Um, as always, follow me on social media. Hold on. If you're interested in uh, attending the virtual seminar, www.nfsa.org to register and to get more information. Now, as always, follow me on social media. Look for Fire Sprinkler Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hashtag Fire Sprinkler Podcast and any posts that you do about the industry. Thank you very much for the support. I have a few more episodes that I'm going to be coming out with some very smart guys in the industry, but this episode is with Gary Kohlhofer. Gary is the product manager for the new Corrosion Solutions line that's now available from Tyco. If you're interested in suggesting a topic for future episodes, feel free to email me at chris at firesprinklerpodcast.com. Without further ado, this is my episode, my conversation with Gary. Like and subscribe. Gary Kohlhofer is on the podcast today. We are going to talk about Tyco's new Corrosion Solutions. Uh, mainly we are going to be talking about the nitrogen generator that Tyco has recently released. Uh, Gary, how's it going today? Oh, it's going great, Chris. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, no problem. Anything, uh, you know, any excuse for me to talk sprinkler, how are things going with the, uh, with the COVID-19? Are you keeping safe and washing your hands every five minutes? Oh yeah, you know it's a, it's a new normal, I suppose, and it's a, you know kind of an interesting you know adaptation for all of us. I know that you know I'm now working from home, trying to support some homeschooling with my daughter. Uh, it's a it's an interesting balance between what you can really accomplish when you you have to adapt to a situation. How about yourself? It's not been too too bad. Um, what I'm doing now with with my actual full time job is uh, you know I can work anywhere that the there's the internet, right? It's, it's 2020. So, uh, my designing and estimating is mainly done on the computer anyways. So, uh, you know, family vacations have always been fun because the computer can come with me. Uh, the wife doesn't appreciate it that much, but, uh, you know, still get, still get paid. So it is what it is. Uh, (laughs) we will, we will get right into the, into the nitty gritty. Um, we're going to talk about the new nitrogen generators that you guys have, uh, have came out with. Um, what made Tyco finally get into the nitrogen generating game? Well, you're, you're, you know, we are uh, ramping up in here, trying to get up to speed with the rest of the industry. We've been seeing such these uh, dedicated trends toward where people are understanding and realizing that corrosion is a problem that can be addressed. And this was a great opportunity for us to, to come into the market and really look at it as a, a multifaceted way for us to not just fight corrosion, but to bundle it with our other products and really give a complete solution to our customers. So we no longer have to you know, feel that we're left out of certain segments of the market. And by having the nitrogen, uh, we can really address a core market need at this point. 
So the, the nitrogen generators, um, they've been around for a long time. How long ago did Tyco finally release their nitrogen generator? Uh, we went live launch about a month ago. I'd say early March. Okay. Uh, so we had, uh, you know, some development time and some priming the market with, you know, research and some dedicated training sessions. But you know, we're still new. You know, we're still you know, kind of in, in, in the shallow end of the pool here, starting to ramp up a little bit. Uh, but it's been an exciting time. A lot of great feedback from, uh, you know, from the, the, the customers out there and people who are, you know, saying, oh, I've heard about this kind of opportunity. I'm excited that Tyco's in it. So it's, it's good for us uh, to, see, to hear that excitement. Yeah. You guys, I won't say three models because each kind of model and setup has its own specific, you know, various models involved with it. Um, but you have the, the NG one standalone nitrogen generator, the wall mount and the skid mount. Um, it looks to me like looking at the, the specifications and stuff like that, that the standalone nitrogen generator is essentially the unit. You still have to have an outside air compressor. Is that correct? That is correct. And, you know, some of our documentation shows pictures of the standalone cabinet uh, without the compressor next to it, but the compressor is included in what we're uh, proposing. So we, we try to offer our customers the flexibility to say that, you know, if you want the complete solution, we have the cabinet, we have the compressor. Uh, however, if a customer does have a compressor that meets all the specifications and they choose to go toward just a cabinet only, uh, we can support that as well. So about being flexible to meet the customer needs at this point. Right. So the, the standalone nitrogen generator has specific um, specifications that are required when you're purchasing your own gen, uh, air compressor with it? Correct. You know, we would want to make sure it meets, uh, you know, minimum air flows and other, other criteria. And we, we can provide that to customers as, as the situation are. Okay. Um, inside the cabinet itself, what's the, what are the main components that are inside the cabinet that actually, because the, the a nitrogen generator, um, you know, I've had a couple conversations with different people about nitrogen generators. Um, they're not actually pumping generator into a system. Um, how is it kind of layman's terms, generally speaking, how does a nitrogen generator work? Sure. So that's a great question. So, you know, the market, the industry, we do call them generators. However, it's more of a nitrogen separator that we look at the fact that the atmosphere we breathe today is 79% nitrogen already. So you're already at a baseline of nitrogen that is completely non-toxic and harmless. Uh, what we do is we take a, the compressed air feed and we run it through a nitrogen membrane so that's the method we use to separate the nitrogen from the atmosphere. So a membrane is a, a giant cylinder. You can envision that. It has a series of fibers in the cylinder. Uh, they're very, very tiny fibers. Each fiber is probably about the diameter of a human hair. So you have thousands upon thousands of those. The compressed air would enter one side of the cylinder. And as it goes through the fiber, the, the, the texture and the material of the fiber is porous enough to let the oxygen from the CO2 filter out through a vent on the side, where the nitrogen is funneled and channeled to the top. So you enter at the bottom at 79% nitrogen with atmosphere of 21% uh, oxygen and a mixture of other gases. And out the top, you dial into a purity level of the nitrogen uh, closer to the, you know, we're aiming for 98%. Uh, the membrane is capable of a 999 uh, but we don't, we don't try to push the maximum capacity in that level. Right. So is this, is your nitrogen generator, um, 
Is it a purge type system where it's putting in standard air into a system and then gradually kicking out the oxygen from the system or it's immediately pumping nitrogen into the system from, from day one? Let me go through that one more time. Okay. And I apologize for the poor connection with you. you know, so the is to get the 30 minute fill, we use compressed air, bypass the generator and let the uh, I, I lost you again. Shoot. We had a little bit of a connectivity issue there. Uh, I've only had that happen once before on the podcast, but it wasn't due to cell service. Um, Gary was just about to start talking about how the, uh, the purging process works on the nitrogen generator. So Gary, why don't you kind of start again? We've got a new, new cell phone essentially is how we've done this. Uh, so why don't you kind of explain how the purging process works on the nitrogen generators? Well, sure. So our fill and purge method is, is one of the keys to a lot of the benefits we offer to our customers with our product. So the way it works is we, we take, in order to meet the 30-minute fill requirement of a system for NFPA, we let the air compressor run. So we kind of turn off the nitrogen capabilities, and we let the air fill the system in 30 minutes to this to system pressure. At that point, we would you know, re-engage re the nitrogen generation, and we would inject three to five pounds of nitrogen, pure nitrogen, into the system. So, you know, if you know the atmosphere that we uh, is in the system from the compressed air is 79% nitrogen. So we start to inject uh, three to five pounds more of nitrogen into the system, and that will start to circulate around the entire system, no matter how complex, you know, branch lines, mains, riser, anything that is connected will start to have that injection. And we push that out into the system, and then... The key part is that after that fills up three to five pounds, we kind of exhale three to five pounds. So we start to take this mixture that is now a little bit more than 79% nitrogen because we've been injecting pure nitrogen into it. Mm -hmm. We start to pull back three to five pounds. And one of the key features of our, uh, this, this fill method, it allows us to install the vent on the riser right next to the, the generator cabinet. So our oxygen removal vent is in the riser room on the riser, and it allows that mixing to be purged right in the riser room. So you don't have to go install a vent on the far end of each system. And that's one of the you know, one of the great selling points of uh, this solution. All the installation, all the maintenance can be done right in, in, the, in the riser room. So if somebody were to install this on a system and, and a new contractor were to come down the road, everything can or should be located within the single rise room. You're not searching a facility for the, uh, for the purge, for the purge valve. Absolutely. And that's such a key thing. As you said, was if someone comes in without some background on this particular project and they're trying to, you know, maybe they're supporting 10 systems with the generator, all 10 of those events will be accessible where the riser is. So you're not, you're right. You're not at the far end of each system. You're not looking at schematics. You're not cutting across, you know, business sensitive areas, trying to you know, disrupt the, you know, the normal flow right there. Everything is in one place. So you, you mentioned there uh, up to 10 systems. Is there a system size limitation for a nitrogen generator? Like I know there's different models available, um, but is it go by sure. the volume of every system or is it broken down by the largest system and you size your nitrogen generator for that? It's a two uh, two step approach. So my my example of ten systems was just an example. You can go uh, higher. We've seen twenty to thirty, uh, supported by one generator. Okay. And what you look at is 
every, every one of our generator models has a total system capacity. So we'll go from the smallest wall mount can handle up to 675 gallons total, whereas our largest standalone with compressor can do 22,500 gallons. Wow. So that can be broken up into multiple systems. So you may have 21,000 systems, 1,000-gallon systems, supported by that final large standalone system. The other aspect is there is a criteria for what is the largest system that can be supported in order to meet the 30-minute fill requirements. Right. So we do have two sets of criteria to look at. Okay, so that's interesting. Now, what's the differences between the standalone unit, the skid mount, and the wall mount? Is it, uh, you know, what's what's available as far as uh, size limitations, or is it uh, different components to the system? Mm-hmm. Inherently, you know, at a, you know, a very 30,000-foot view, each one of them is structurally the same. They operate on the concept that there's a compressor that's going to go through some filters into the membrane, uh, through a control panel, out into the system. All three types of uh, options we have cover that part of it. Where we start to differentiate is the wall mount unit is, you know, literally what it says. It's a, a box you can mount on the wall. Everything you need is in that box. There is a appropriately sized compressor, all the membranes, everything you need is ready to go. You mount that in the riser room, you install the vent in the right location, you're done. There is no external nitrogen tank. There's no need to store that the nitrogen at all with our with our solution. When you move up to the skid mount, this is still a one uh, one package for a solution. Everything is on this skid has an external compressor that is tied to the cabinet already. So you're ready to go. It's a pre-engineered solution for you know, the project or the, the systems that you need to support. When you get to the standalone, you have an external compressor as well that is you know, standing next to you know, the generator. It could be piped in from a few feet away or whatever you need to make work logistically. But it is an external compressor. And you would have options perhaps to do, uh, upgrade a, a compressor if you needed to meet a different fill requirement. So there's a little more flexibility and capacity as you get to the standalone. Okay. So, um, we, we had touched a little bit on it, but I can't, I, because of the the interruption there, I kind of lost my, my train of thought. Um, an air maintenance device is still required. If you have 10 systems on there, is it a specific air maintenance, air maintenance device for a nitrogen generator, or is it still the, uh, AMD one? You're going to be using the AMD one. Uh, that, that's you know, typically every system will need to have one to help monitor the system pressure. Uh, there are opportunities if you're using the two smallest uh, generators we offer. That if you're hooking them up to support a single system, you do not need to have an AMD uh, in between because of uh, the horsepower of the compressor, the amount of uh, volume it can produce. Right. So there are some few exceptions where you don't need an AMD at all. So it's the same limitations of NFPA 13 that uh, that allow you to omit an air maintenance device on a system. Exactly. We're following along that standard uh, precisely. So inside the cabinet itself, there's a bunch of different components that kind of make up the system. Um, what are they and what are, the, what are their main jobs for creating the nitrogen or, or purging, the nit- purging the oxygen, should I say? Sure. So we look at three main components within each uh, generator cabinet, and this applies to the wall mount up through the standalone. They're just scaled to different sizes. 
you know, the heart of it is going to be the nitrogen membrane. This is the device, a cylinder that will actually separate out the nitrogen from the atmosphere that we breathe today. So I mentioned, you know, atmosphere is 79% nitrogen already. So the air will go into the bottom of this cylinder, this membrane, and it'll pass through thousands of uh, fibers. Each fiber is about the diameter of a human hair. And as it passes through, the fiber itself has a, you know, a porosity to it that allows oxygen and the carbon dioxide to filter out harmlessly, whereas it'll let the nitrogen go out through the top and inject into the system. So the membrane itself is our method of separating the nitrogen. So that's the heart. We also have the control panel, uh, which is the brains of the unit. And this allows you to set your system pressure, your cut-in, your cut-outs. Uh, and then the third main component is a set of filters that we use that is in between where the compressed air comes in and it, into the nitrogen membrane. It's very critical that you know when the compressed air gets to the membrane, it's as clean as it can be. So we have kind of a descending amount of, you know, micron filters that will, you know, filter out the coarse particulates into the finer, into the very fine, uh, just to, pre you know, prevent any long-term maintenance here. Okay. So it's, um, all right. So various filters, uh, switches, things like that, that kind of, not switches, but uh, various different things to kind of filter the air and keep clean air going into the systems. Um what are the, is there anything that monitors the nitrogen generator uh, as far as loss of power or anything like that that's required with these devices? So we do have some standard monitoring alarms, you know, letting you know if there's excessive runtime or leak monitoring. Uh, we also have, you know, have an alarm that will trigger if, uh, if the generator is left in air bypass mode, which means, yes, your system is uh, you know, supported with compressed air at the right pressure, but it's not getting the corrosive benefits uh, through nitrogen. So we have those, and we also have the ability to where you're, you're leading toward on the loss of power. We do have some standard monitoring points that can be ported into to look for loss of power, to look for uh, determining how long the nitrogen generation mode has been enabled, and also, again, looking at excessive runtime and leak monitoring. So the uh, looking at your spec sheets here, the bypass alarm is a flashing indicator. Uh, how long does the yeah. bypass, like, it, it, does it go anything over 60 minutes? Because if you're in a frozen, you know, if you're in a, uh, an area susceptible to freezing, you've got a 60 or a freezer, you have a 60 minute fill time that's allowed by NFPA. So is it, uh, like a 75 minute fill time and you get the flashing light? Yeah, these are so I mean, great questions. They're factory set, and I think you know typically we are aiming for that kind of range. Of what you're saying, like the, the seventy something that gives you that buffer for that sixty minute fill. Mm -hmm. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it is something that would allow for that as well. Okay, and then the leak monitoring is an audible signal, kind of like a buzzing or something like that that comes on. What what does Tyco consider uh, running excessively? Well, we, we gear, uh, you know, the compressors to run, uh, the compressors and the generators to run for no more than two hours at a time, give or take a little bit. Now, that sounds excessive, but you remember what we're trying to do is, you know, we're injecting, and this is up front uh, during the 14-day period. So we were able to track, you know, how long things are on and how many times the compressor has cycled on. What we're worried about is we want to prevent short cycling of the compressor where, it's constantly going off every two to three minutes for maybe 15, 20 seconds at a time. So we're on the lookout for that. Uh, but, you know, the idea of it running for 
you know, an hour to two hours at a time is, is well within the specifications that we're, we're geared toward uh, for the 14-day nerding period. Okay. Uh, another thing that kind of popped into my head, is there anything different maintenance-wise um, as far as like care and maintenance of your nitrogen generator that's required uh, above and beyond a regular sprinkler, like a regular air compressor? Very little. So, yes, you have to maintain the air compressor as you would under any other circumstances. Uh, the only thing that really is in play for maintenance would be replacing the filters uh, at an annual basis or as needed, depending on the quality of the uh, compressed air. And the filters are you know, able to be changed in the field, can be done in two minutes. Uh, it's very easy to do, and we sell the replacement kits for that. Okay, so the the filters have to be replaced on an annual basis? Is that what you said? That is correct. Yeah, there's okay. you know three filters, and the larger the larger units will have a water separator that needs to be cleaned. It does not technically replace it, but it is cleaned right. at the annual basis. Is that just a valve, like a like a purge valve or something like that? Typically, like with a like um, the bottom of an air compressor has a a moisture vent on it. Is something similar like that? Yeah, we have uh, four plastic housings that contain the filters, and all you do is you hold the bottom of the housing, twist it one time, and it comes right off the bottom. So it's, you know, no tools required, very easy to, to get to and, to and to change. Oh, okay, I see. Okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to, maybe I didn't touch on as far as what separates the Tyco uh, nitrogen generators from any other manufacturers? Well, you know, right now there's, you know, I think there's been a, a broad recognition that you know nitrogen is a very effective means of fighting corrosion and getting ahead of it. Uh, what we want to you know, promote is you know we also want to make it easy for the installers and the contractors. So we've talked about you know, putting the vent on the riser. You know it's it's a great benefit. You don't have to you know do any sampling tubings across the whole system. We want to make sure that you know we don't have any nitrogen storage tanks. Nothing is required. So when we show you a wall mount. It is, you know, that's all you need. You will not have an external, you know, 10, 20 gallon tank on the side. Right. Uh, and it's just, you know, we really, we really, you know, look at the way the, you know, the fill and purge method does its breathing cycles and the benefit of the vent. So those are the key differentiators for what we're uh, promoting here. Okay. Awesome. So the new Tyco nitrogen generator is now available wherever you get your Tyco stuff. If you're looking for more information, uh, www.tyco-fire.com. Uh, Gary, if somebody wants to reach out to you, um, specifically to ask any information, you're the global manager for the product. That's correct. Yes, sir. Okay. So they can find, uh, yeah, they can reach me. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. If they submit any requests, most of the nitrogen questions will come through my desk at some point. Uh, but I'd be happy to, you know, help anyone out with these, this technology. It's a, it's a great opportunity. So we're very excited. Awesome. Are, uh, is the nitrogen generator, if the NFPA expo and conference goes on this year, are you going to be in attendance? Well, I think we've, we're making a decision to be uh, socially aware and, and conscious that uh, at this time, I don't believe that we're going to be uh, presenting at NFPA this year. Okay. Uh, but we are going to start developing some virtual presentations that we can get out to our, our customers nationwide and, and help them through this time. Awesome. Uh, Gary, thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, if you have any more information, like I said, www.tyco-fire.com. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast and thanks for all your support. 
Oh, thanks, Chris. It was a pleasure. Hey, everyone. This episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast is done. If you liked this episode, leave a review, comment, or hop over to my social media pages and let me know. Just search Fire Sprinkler Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Don't forget to hashtag Fire Sprinkler Podcast and anything you think I should know about or see. If you have any suggestions for future episodes of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast, email info at firesprinklerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care.